0: Richmond's conservative compass. The Lee Brothers
1: on eight twenty WNTW. All right, so if you didn't hear about it, the tennis balls are now a threat, and the new rules for tennis. You? They've always been a threat. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Now they pass the virus. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't know this.
2: Especially tennis with. Uh bifocal phone. makes it hard very
1: no uh, no speakers on virginia beach what that has to do with the virus i have no idea but no music no music for you and how did george washington handle his first virus that is next you'll be surprised virginia citizens and american patriots like washington virginia citizens and american patriots he would have said it again radio is the founding fathers intended my name is scott lee
2: I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, beautiful Friday afternoon, and it is very nice out there. It's very nice, unless you're driving on 95 and a truck tire comes off and you spin all over the place. Other than that, it's pretty nice out there. It's beautiful.
1: It's amazing what you see, Richard. You're you're the one who sees all these things. That's because I look. (laughs) Oh, and I'm not looking. I watch. No, you
2: don't watch. You don't don't look. You don't watch. That's
1: good. All right, we are up and running four five four thirteen sixty six live on this Memorial Day weekend, which we promise you we won't miss the importance of this weekend. We we never do, and we'll share that with you at 5, as well as Ralph Northam thinking if you go vote, you could die. That's almost an exact quote from him. Uh, he's, no, there's something here's wrong the with thing. Him. There's something wrong.
2: If you go vote, the Democratic Party may die.
1: <laughs> we can't have but that. not you. Not unless there's a way to – Rig the system where you can mail in multiple ballots, and that exactly. way you
2: exactly.
1: It's un it's unbelievable, and we are we are dealing with this virus in ways that, quite frankly, now become confusing. Um, including uh, tennis balls. Um, now the CDC has come out and said that you know what, you really can't get it from touching surfaces. That's why we did this whole thing was about touching surfaces. Now it's like, well, you know, it's really not spread that way. Let's just be honest. Oh well, thank you. After all this time, yeah, now we're realizing they, it's spread by...
2: What they really meant was if you lick services. Right. If you go around licking countertops and so forth in your favorite deli or, you know, convenience store, then you may, you may get the virus. I think that's you know, what they meant.
1: We act like in this country, and Ralph Northam acts like he's the first Virginian to ever encounter a virus. You know, a virus almost wiped out America. In 1775, during the siege of Boston, a virus swept through the colonies and made its way to Washington's army in the Northeast. A smallpox epidemic carried by the variola uh, virus was fatal in a third of cases and could lead to blindness and dementia in others. This thing was disastrous. A third could die. Washington administered a system to separate, get this, the contaminated soldiers from the healthy ones. He didn't quarantine everyone. He didn't quarantine the healthy and then shut down the Revolutionary War. He said, look, we got to quarantine those who are sick. And he had 14,000 troops fanned over a dozen camps over miles. The logistics of containment was, I guess, complex at best. The British even sent individuals from Boston, who they knew had the virus, to the Continental Army in hopes to poison it. Just like China put people from Wuhan on planes to other countries. Yet as the virus killed tens of thousands of people, just as the Revolutionary War was starting, George Washington was protected, astonished This is an unbelievable story. Rumors began to circulate by the soldiers that their commander was physically invincible, whether in battle or disease. Washington never got sick. Washington didn't die in battle, although bullets were his jacket, and he lived during the virus. Twenty-five years earlier, Washington went to Barbados with his brother and contracted the smallpox virus. He was one of very few in the entire colonies that was immune to the disease. No wonder Washington wrote so often about the protection and guidance of divine providence. Yet, that reaction by Washington in 1775. I wish Ralph Northam. He's a Virginian guy, right? I mean, he bragged to Trump this week. I'm the only doctor governor in the entire country.
2: (laughs) And and that's a plus.
1: uh, It's actually has turned into a negative for him. We'll 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 play that clip for you coming up in the show about how ridiculous it is. But we're handling this virus. In the total wrong way. I mean, let's just take Washington's example. We didn't shut down the Revolutionary War. We actually continued it and quarantined those who were sick. Smallpox was a disaster. If you got smallpox, a third of people died. If you get the coronavirus, a third people aren't dying. In fact, we had 4,000 people in Virginia walk out of hospitals after getting
2: Coronavirus. I wonder if there's a large pox
1: versus smallpox. Yeah, what would that look wonder. like? I mean, the smallpox I mean, were big enough. I mean, I'd hate to see a large pox.
2: I mean, your whole head would be a pox.
1: <laughs>
2: That's nothing to laugh about. You know what is a laugh about? You no, know it, it is kind of funny when you, you think you, about it. You know
1: what's it. unbelievable to me is the way we are dealing with this virus at Virginia Beach, the way the tennis association is dealing with this virus. Do you realize? It, now throw them and goes. You know what? As a benevolent dictator, you can go to the beach. Don't overwhelm it. If you do, I'm locking that thing down. But if All you go,
2: so many grains of sand allowed between your fingers and your toes.
1: If you go, here are the rules for Virginia Beach. This is this is crazy. No speakers. Now I don't understand why I can't listen to music on the beach. Is there some kind of coronavirus? Uh... low
2: flying planes. It's what Low flying planes.
1: What's that have to do with the speakers?
2: If you're jamming with your headset on like you frequently do when you're jogging, you could get hit by a low flying plane. You really could. That's happened. I didn't see it happen. <laughs> Where is that? Ha- I wish well, I actually, had seen it happen. It did happen. It hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: they got, the plane was landing. He was jogging. The
2: guy was out of gas. Then he had to land. So the plane was quiet. The dude was jogging with his headset in, so. He couldn't hear the airplane. He couldn't hear the airplane, and the airplane couldn't not, hear the airplane because there's no engine. But that's
1: not, that's not you know, Maybe voice.
2: the guy could have steered away from the guy and just bumped him with a wing or something. Yeah, I mean, no, he, he hit him. him. He definitely He, he him. hit him with the propeller, and it killed the man. It was sad, very sad.
1: That's not why Ralph Northam's not allowing speakers.
2: I don't think there's, you know, would you ever want to be in the room? I don't think it's because he's what. Not, I think he just doesn't like loud music. No, either. no.
1: Who's in the Richard? Seriously, who's in the room? And they were sitting there going, "Hey, we're going to open up Virginia Beach. What are the rules, guys? Let's round table. What are the ground rules for opening up the beach?" And someone actually raised their hand and goes, "I don't think they should listen to music. I agree."
2: <laughs> Who says that exactly? <laughs> Who
1: does that? I mean, what
3: is wrong with people? I don't
2: think they should feed the seagulls either. I agree. <laughs> I agree.
3: Well, just wrong. You're stupid. So You're
1: there's no there, there's no speakers on the beach, which does, there's no reason for that zero. Then there's no large coolers. Maybe people of the no family, large coolers. You, you can have small coolers, you can have small coolers. You can't have large coolers because large, large coolers. small
2: cooler around here.
1: See, here's the thing that, that Governor Ralphie Boy doesn't get: a small cooler doesn't attract people. A large cooler, everybody's like, "Ooh, I want to go over there." A small
2: cooler, depending on which adult beverage you have in it you have to go out frequently and refill
1: oh but there's another point
2: you know and in a large cooler you can just stay on the beach hang
1: on there's the even adult here's beverage. how stupid the cooler thing is this is how stupid the, the next line item on the list of don'ts on the beach is no alcohol
3: so why does it matter
1: what kind of cooler you have not a large cooler or a small cooler i can't bring alcohol anyway then who cares you, I, I'm serious. I want to name a list of names. Who who made up these things? Who, who sat in the room and said, "Let's the rules for Virginia Beach. You can't have coolers." The next person goes, "Well, you can't have alcohol." The next person should have said, "Then why bother with the coolers? If you can't have alcohol, why does it matter the size of the cooler?
4: The who who made this stuff up?"
2: And then, okay, okay, I I give. I did it.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah
2: right. No, if it was you, I, I made it There wouldn't be any rules. No, if it was me, it would just have like zero soft drinks.
1: You'd be it. no, you'd be handing out adult beverages because you don't drink
2: them, and you count That's on your true. brother
1: to drink them. So you'd be handing them out to me and
2: everyone else, which is That's fine true. For. I uh, I don't partake. No, I don't partake of adult beverages. That's
1: not true. You have partaked of. I have in the past that I've given you that I said, Richard, you would like this, and then you drank eight of them in a hurry. I was like, Richard, you got, you got to stop. That's when I did. That's when When you you said
2: I got to stop. I stopped. You stopped. Dead in my tracks.
1: Then there's uh, Virginia Beach is restricted from playing volleyball, which you might say, okay, you don't want to get around and play volleyball, frisbee. I can't throw a frisbee on the beach because of the coronavirus.
2: Because you will put germs on the corona on, on the Frisbee. We'll have Corona germs on You'll lick on it. the Frisbee, then throw and them. And the way you throw them, you say, I can hit that lady down there with a stupid hat. Do it.
1: <laughs> or or a football or maybe a tennis ball. Wasn't listed, but the USTA did, and we'll share that with you next. And your phone calls. 454-1366. Insane. 454 454- 1366. We are the Lee Brothers. 92.7 FM, 820 WNCW. And
0: Batman and Robin,
2: your conservative dynamic duo.
3: Just be how things normally go. Normally,
1: the not I'm Batman. Just fence it off. No, f- fence the beaches off. That's what the mayor of New York City said. Oh, we'll just put fences up. We can't put fences around our country because we're worried about. Uh, criminals coming in. But we can fence off the beaches because we're scared you might be on it.
2: I'm glad... Are you referring to the sunny beaches?
1: The sunny beaches. Yes. Ralph, sunny. Ralphie uh, Boy has his list of uh, Virginia Beach rules that you can't throw a uh, football, you can't throw a Frisbee because of the coronavirus. There's no rationale. There's no thought behind it. It's just arbitrary, uh, benevolent dictator stuff, which we're living in these times. You just, you just shake your head especially when you see that even playing tennis is not recommended. Oh, it is, but there are rules. Here's what the United States Tennis Association sent out this week. Try to stay at least six feet apart from other players. Don't make physical contact. Um, Tennis is a non-context. I don't know that you would think the USTA understands this. I play tennis. I don't ever remember running into somebody on the court playing tennis. Do you, Richard? I don't. Recall this being a
2: problem. But well, t- the way I play no, that's true. so aggressively. Um, <laughs> yes, I do occasionally run into the tennis freak like yourself.
1: You, here's another one. You should not consider playing doubles, which could lead to incidental contact or unwanted proximity. No chest bumps. No whispering to each other in close distance to tra- strategize. This is a legitimate. What
3: if,
2: what if you, serve, you serve the ball right at their forehead? What, what if you do that? Is that in the rules?
1: That they say there's no rules on this. Here's, a, here's another rule that I thought, man, thank God the United States Tennis Association gave us this list because the American people, our
2: con- don't have enough common sense. We don't sense. have any common We don't
1: know. I mean, who would have gone to play tennis without these rules?
2: It sounds like they based all these rules on your tennis habits.
1: <laughs> Avoid Just sharing saying. food, drinks, or towels. Um, hey, here, we do that already. That's one of those things where you've always done it. I didn't need coronavirus to show up and go, you know what, I'm going to stop drinking after your water. But-
2: <laughs> yeah. but what, the way you play is if you win that particular shot, you get to serve a hot dog at your opponent. And that's sharing food, obviously, because you've gotten pretty good at hitting people in the face.
1: The U.S. Tennis Association finds this necessary, that you use your racket to pick up the ball and then, <laughs> and then hit them to the opponent. Avoid using your hands to pick up the balls. What? No, no, this is legitimate. This isn't a Saturday Night sp- uh, Live spoof. This isn't a parody. It I- will be. This is, this is it what's certainly happening will be. in the United States of America. You, you realize how stupid we've become? Here is what the Nassau, New York, executive Lauren Curran said about tennis balls. This is not a parody either. Many of you have heard this. Listen again.
0: Every player... Unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls, so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't
2: touch them. Wait till the commercial break.
1: No, no, no. That's with your hands. You
0: can kick their balls, but you can't touch
2: them. This is not a parody, right? I'm gonna blush. It's sorry. not a parody. I'm um, gonna blush. Of
0: course, if you're <laughs> I'm going to You're blush too, woman. can not you pick me. You, can't touch those tennis balls. <laughs> you know
2: why people are laughing at this? Because it's asinine.
1: You would think it's truly a parody. There is, I, I would put a million, if I had a million dollars, I'd put it down and say nobody's going to get coronavirus outside in the sun touching a tennis ball. But the brilliant people, the adults, the people running government, running the United States Tennis Association, running nassau county in new york actually put this on paper they actually make stupid announcements like this
0: with your hands you can kick their balls but you can't touch them <laughs> i'm
1: gonna blush sorry it's because it's stupid
2: it's actually very funny
1: of course it's funny but, it, but it's but you gotta understand it's, it's a, stupid t- i agree it's but funny. it's
2: pretty daggone funny
1: No, they came together. Nassau County went to a tennis court, put up a podium, a microphone, surrounded by goons and masks. She approaches the microphone and actually makes this kind of speech?
2: Those are aliens in those masks.
0: Every player, unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls. with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. I'm going to blush, sorry. Um, of course, if you're if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those tennis balls.
2: So if you're uh, playing avoid, with a uh, family...
0: To avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker, like a Sharpie, to mark out to put an X or put someone's initials on them.
2: So if you're playing with a family member, you can initialize, you can initial their balls. You can actually touch their balls. Excellent. You can actually kick their balls whenever you want to cuz you're playing with a family member.
1: Is there anything that shows the stupidity more than this entire conversation?
2: <laughs> I think it's hilarious.
1: I this is now a substitute for real thought. This is now no. I'm I, the
2: left. I is wish I was there in the audience.
1: The left has now done this. You think these are conservatives that come up with these ideas? This is the big government going. We've got to make a a a media announcement. Get me out on the tennis court, the microphone. We got to tell people that tennis balls.
2: I think are bad. These announcements are something that the conservatives wish they had come up with (laughs) as a parody. Yeah, of course. No, not as a parody is a serious statement, Scott. Yes, as a parody
1: brother. Come on. Uh, This is a serious statement from these people. The United States Tennis Association put out rules on how to play tennis with certain cans. You need two cans of tennis balls to play. One must be marked. The other one must not. You must kick the balls. If one comes into your court, you must kick it or hit it with your racket back to the other court. (laughs) These are the rules for the United States Tennis Association. After playing, the United States Tennis Association says after playing, you leave the court as soon as reasonably possible. Do not use the locker room or changing area. Shower at home. All players should leave the facility immediately after playing. Look it up. USTA, this is... What is now legitimate, legitimate, real debate about the coronavirus? And it's, I wish it, we, we, we are laughing at it, obviously, but this is real, folks. This isn't made up. This isn't somebody going to make it a parody. People really think this way, and there are consequences of this. You can't throw a frisbee on the beach this weekend.
2: Insane. Your and phone you call, can't wash your balls in the locker room. Four, five, four, five, six. You've 13, got to 66. go home and do it. Four
1: five four thirteen sixty six. 1366 Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. <laughs>
0: Conservative Compass,
1: the Lee Brothers,
3: on 820 WNTW. All right, quick, uh, I quick feel birthday I've wish the uh, friend of
1: the studio.
4: Get away from this
1: is um, Carlton Edwards' sister is wishing uh, Apostle Francine Cole's happy birthday from Covenant Baptist Church. So uh, that's an announcement here from the station at 92.7 FM, 820 AM. So happy birthday, Apostle Francine Coles. Happy birthday to you. All right. um, Check us out, please, at 92.7 FM, 820 AM.com. Just take a second, go there, click on the Lee Brothers. There's a picture of us sitting in the studio. You can click on the picture, and it takes you directly to our page at 92.7 FM, 820 AM.com. We're not. No, you should because this, no, is, this is about Memorial sure. Day, and there is a phenomenal video there called "The Fallen Soldier," and it is uh, it's worth four minutes. And this is a weekend that you just don't rush out and go. Thank goodness, there's it's sunny and I can cook hamburgers. Uh, it is a very somber, very real holiday, and we're we'll getting to even spend more time on this at five. But the Fallen Soldier video at 927FM820AM.com, click on the Lee Brothers, is worth your time. Also, Reagan's Memorial Day tribute, one to remember, all there at 927FM820AM.com. What are we to do? Now, what are we to do with uh, the CDC, who now comes down and says, look, this virus doesn't spread easily over contaminated surfaces. It just doesn't. We have completely changed our entire world because it spreads on surfaces. And now the CDC comes out and goes, you know, the possibilities there, but that's not how it's happening.
2: They, they have no idea. No one has an idea. Yet we've shut no, down the don't.
1: entire country because of a virus that you would bet on. You would take the bet right now if someone said you have a 97% chance that you walk out your door that you will be, you will be fine. Nothing's going to happen to you. You would take that bet right now. And it's actually less than 97%. I mean, it's more than 97% that you're fine. But... You don't know what you're saying, do you? <laughs> no, I'm. I thought I did. In theory, it was going to work out perfectly. Theory's no match for the mess of reality. All right, coming up. Th- this is what the media has done to you. They told you that you can die. If you can die from the virus, then you can shoot the guy that doesn't have the mask on in front of you. I kid you not. A school board member said that. And more, you won't believe it. And a stupid. So many
2: ways you can die.
1: Right that are more likely than the virus. All right, coming up, that and your phone calls, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Just after 4.32, outside the Capitol of the Commonwealth of Virginia, we are the Lee Brothers, Virginia Citizens, America Patriots. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. All right, 454-1366, that's our phone number, 454-1366, phone lines are open. All 18 phone lines, you can call in and jam them. Or you can check us out on Facebook. We're Facebook Live. Our phone numbers are posted there. And you get a glimpse into the studios here outside the Capitol. And uh, Lee Brothers sitting here with all the paraphernalia, the videos, and the TVs, and the Lee Brothers logo all at, uh, at our Facebook page. You can just go to Facebook.com, The Lee Brothers, and there you'll find us. All right. The, uh, the media has done a masterful job. And I say masterful for their sake. Not for your sake. They, they have told you there's a fear of dying. The fear of dying is less than 0.5%. It's like 0.3. But don't listen to that. The fear of dying is if you go outside without a mask. The fear of dying is somebody could touch you. Someone's sneezing. We don't look at ourselves as neighbors and humans anymore. We look at ourselves as Viruses. You can only walk one one way down an aisle. Ralph Northam is signaling that he's going to make everybody in the Commonwealth wear a mask if you go outside, period. He didn't say that, but he signaled that that could be a possibility. The benevolent dictator that Ralph is. There are consequences for this. There are consequences when you tell the American people that if you don't social distance, someone's going to die. If you don't wear a mask, someone's going to die. A church... In um, Mississippi, is at the center of a lawsuit because they decided to stay open. So they had their church members who obviously felt comfortable, know how to social distance, kept themselves safe, came to church and fought the state of Mississippi. But the media tells us that since that church is open, people will die. So an arson came to the church and burned it to the ground and spray-painted on the sidewalk. Bet you stay home now, you hypocrites. Oh, there are no consequences for lying to the American people about your health. A church in Mississippi and the worship service, is not risk, you're not at risk of dying because of that. You're told you are. You're told if you get the virus, you're dead. You understand? You're dead. We're going to play that from... Actually, you know what? Let me go to that now. Here's, um, here's Joe Biden telling us that Trump has killed people this week and uh and you're dead.
3: There'll be thirty six thousand fewer people dead.
1: Dead. Dead. Okay, that's not fear mongering, is it? No, no, no. That's that's fine. Not gonna die. The church should be burned to the ground, Scott and Richard. They they had a service and people are dying. Not true. But that's what we're told. That's why the church burned to the ground. We have a school board member in Pennsylvania who said, if you don't have a mask on, I will shoot and kill you. Because you're killing me. You see, you don't have a mask on. You're going to kill me if otherwise. There are consequences for what the media is doing here to our country. Jennifer Ragger Kay is a doctor and a school board member in Pennsylvania. A school board member. She resigned this week after making death threats to people who don't wear masks. Oh, and she should never resign. People are killing her, don't you see? On her Facebook page, she's threatened to shoot anyone in her or near her family who's not wearing a protective mask. That's reasonable. That's, that's reasonable because the person without the mask is killing me. I've been told that on MSNBC, by Cuomo, by everyone. If I'm not wearing a mask, then I'm out to kill someone. She continued, I, I'm a concerned carry permit gun holder, she wrote. If you refuse to wear a mask and try to get within six feet of me and my family, I will exercise the constitutional right to shoot you. There are consequences for the media stoking this fear. If you don't think so, we have a church burned down. We have a school board member threatened to shoot someone. She went on. This isn't ins- how insane this has become in America. I'm a profession I'm in a profession where the threat of someone approaching me not wearing a mask while in the midst of a pandemic, listen to how she thinks, is equivalent to the threat against my life, just as it would if someone approached me with a gun drawn and pointed at me. Wow. Now, if you don't wear a mask, it's the same as you pointing a gun at me. This is what has
2: happened. You just scared me to death with that one. It's unbelievable. That's how the left thinks. This it is it is, it is unbelievable i know somebody was in a store and was i guess you best way to say it is accosted because uh, of it because there was no mask what is wrong with you no mask you're endangering my life you are a virus you're not a human being. I think I stuck my hand in my coat and said, I will endanger your life. <laughs> well, according to the school board member,
1: that's what we should do. The school board member thinks that you're approaching her without a mask. is the same thing as drawing a gun and pointing at me. You don't think the media stoked us? You don't think people are scared oh, I, out of their I, well, mind?
2: absolutely, absolutely. This is all about the media, and they'll keep it stoked as long as they can. Until the country burns it's sensa- itself down. Because it's sensational. And Trump will lose. They have something. Uh, I don't think anything would make the man lose. I would certainly hope not. This whacked,
1: insane school board member in Pennsylvania who's now been forced to resign says, it's my job and responsibility to do no harm. And so she's sorry that her words are misinterpreted, but she said this. She went on to say, lack of love is demonstrated by refusing to wear a mask. Lack of love is re- is refusing to wear a mask. No. It's just I'm not going to buy into your hype. I am not a virus. I am not spreading the virus by not wearing a mask. But I like how this woman who's bought into this whole thing, that if you're not wearing a mask, you're killing people. If you get COVID-19, you're not dead. It's not a death sentence. George Washington had it spread all through his, his encampment. That was smallpox, and that did kill 33% of the people. This woman is consistent with, with the American left in the media today, she actually thinks she can shoot someone without a mask because that's threatening her family. And then she says on her Facebook follow-up post, quote, listen to this. Our society is so divided and entrenched with you versus me, we fail to recognize the level of hypocrisy this represents. She's talking to herself? If you're this so scared, if you're so frightened, that you think someone without a mask can kill you, you should not come out of your house. It's your problem, not mine. If you're scared to death of this virus in such a fashion that the person without the mask should be shot, you should stay home. You shouldn't force everyone to wear a mask. You shouldn't leave your house. I, I I don't even know what to do with this kind of stuff other than point directly at the mainstream media who is perpetuating this fear-mongering to the point of someone's going to get hurt.
2: And And, by the way... And and it should be the media's fault.
1: It totally is.
2: I I mean, they should be the one punished. Go
1: to MSNBC for 10 minutes tonight, then switch over to Fox. It's so radical different what you'll see about what's happening in our country, it'll blow your mind. Now... If you don't comply, if you refuse to comply with the fascist dictators, those at MSNBC and those like Ralph Northam, here's what could happen to you. The same thing that happened to the Oregon business owner who reopened her hair salon despite the the lockdown by the state. She opens her salon, and three days later, the state's child protective services shows up at her home, unannounced.
2: That's pathetic. That's pathetic.
1: The Child Protective Service worker questioned her husband and herself in separate rooms and proceeded to question their six-year-old son in his bedroom privately. And asked three different times, if I could, this woman said, asked three times if she could be present, presented there, present. As they asked a question, they said, no, you cannot be present as we interrogate your six-year-old son in his bedroom by himself. Let me be perfectly clear here. There's going to be a battle in this country. No child protective service person will show up at my house and demand to speak to my family individually. They will not get in. That's pathetic. This is the consequence of our This is where we are in America now you don't comply with my government dictate that you can't open a business to survive, then not only will we punish you with fines and imprisonment, we will sick the child protective services on your family, and we'll take your six-year-old son, stick him in his room, and, and, and interrogate him. Don't worry. He'll get over it in about a month or two about what the government did to him. But that's our responsibility. Are you ready for this? America wake up what's happening to you what's worse a government that can do this or a virus many are you saying well the virus kills the virus has killed it's a dangerous virus there's no doubt about it it's killed more than the flu in months we should be very concerned about it but never in the history of viruses on the planet earth have we locked down the healthy people never We've quarantined the sick. We've taken precautions to get it. But we've never said you can't come out of your house, you can't own a business, and you can't walk outside without a mask. But somehow in this country we've not allowed our freedoms and this to impact us to the point of of caring, to the point that you can't argue with it because you're a hypocrite and evil. and You tried to worship in a church, and we're just going to burn your church down.
2: How about that? It's unbelievable what's going on today and the media is behind it the media is is, is behind it they are a hundred percent but
1: if you tell people every day
2: playing that the, the to, sensational side of this
1: wake up every morning uh, and turn on the today show and look how these elite rich faces yeah, exactly. sit there with never having any problems their pay is never cut they have no issues they joke. They have fun. They say, oh, we make sure you're social distancing and wearing your mask. It's all a lie. <laughs> and then they tell you that people could die. And no wonder we get school board members saying, I'm going to shoot you without a mask. No wonder we have churches being burned to the ground if you worship in them. No wonder we have the government swooping in with child protective services if you don't
2: comply. You're awfully serious, Scott. Be very worried.
1: Right. Or you can laugh because you know what we can laugh out next? What happened at Costco? A man didn't wear his mask at Costco. And what happened? It shows the idiocy on both sides. I can't wait to share it with you. And your phone calls. 454-1366. 454-1366 on this Moral Day weekend. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Truth,
0: justice, and the American way. And that's just Richard The Lee Brothers.
1: On 820-WMT.com. It, it is Memorial Day weekend. It's Richard and I's favorite weekend, actually, and uh, we'll explain more about that at 5 o'clock and tell you why it's so important and uh, and why we must remember. And uh, we look forward to sharing that with you. Also, Northam thinks that voting can kill you. He's consistent with the media. Ralph Northam... Thinks the virus would kill you if you went and voted, so he's got to find a new way to to um, to cheat. Essentially, we're, we're going to share that with you at five. The CDC has come out with the new rules if you're going to go back to school. Now, it's not even Moral Day weekend yet. The CDC says, well, if we're going to go back in September, then here are the rules. have oh, you seen this? It's it's just disgusting. It's unbelievable. We as America should not put up with this. So anybody over the age of two must wear a mask. We're going to have three and four year olds in our country walking around with masks on. The the death rate to a four year old from COVID virus in the United States of America is essentially zero. Don't don't let those facts get in your way, Scott and Richard. It's about caring. Don't you see? We got to care. If you if you don't care. It's obvious. Care about three-year-olds. They need to be in masks. No sharing of any items at all whatsoever. You cannot touch a game that I touch. No learning aids can be touched. No toys can be touched by four- or five-year-olds. can be touched by other four- and five-year-olds. Desk must be six feet feet apart. On school buses, only one child is allowed per seat. Skip rows. Have you seen the school buses? Let's just say for Chesterfield County, have you seen them? They're so packed that kids aren't even sitting down. They're standing up. We're going to have more buses? We're going to get five times the amount of buses so we can skip seats? Sneeze guards and partitions all over the school. One-way hallways. Tape on sidewalks and walls to so assure kids stay six feet apart. No cafeterias, no playgrounds. No cafeterias, no playgrounds. This is the new guidelines by the CDC to start school in the fall. This is, a, this is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, no, no. since there's no cafeteria, there's no cafeteria food, so pre-packaged boxes only, and kids have to eat in classrooms. Just the beginning, folks. Just the beginning. This mask thing has gone too far. Now, Costco has a mask policy. You can't go to Costco without a mask on. I mean, you can go to Costco, but you're not going to get in without a mask. They actually have some. I think they're actually handing out at the door. You you as a free person can decide to shop at Costco or not. I mean, you, you don't want to wear a mask. You don't go to Costco. I don't have – I don't care what a private company does. Now, I do care what a government does because once a government stoops in and starts to demand things, that's a different story, and uh, I don't have a choice. I have a choice not to go to Costco, and I've not been at Costco since the mask policy. If I want to go to Costco, I suppose I'll wear a mask. I'll participate in the insanity, but – Some actually think it's wrong, and they challenge the Costco manager. This guy went into Costco and had an argument with him. Here it is. Hi,
3: everyone. I work for Costco, and I'm asking this member to put on a mask because that is our company policy. So either wear the mask. And
1: I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So before we go play that any further, this this is laughable to me. That, that someone would walk into Costco, grab their phone, and video a manager. By the way, this manager was completely out of place and rude, in my opinion. Could have handled it differently. He's just a little snobby manager. But he has a right to enforce the regulations at Costco. If you don't want to wear a mask at Costco, don't. This guy who doesn't want to wear the mask actually thinks he woke up in a free country, that he has a right to go to a private company and demand not to wear a mask. He's dead wrong. Both of them are wrong. They're both stupid. They'll give you the mask. They'll give you the mask. The guy doing this is a moron. He goes to a place that demands a mask and videos them enforcing the mask and thinks he has a leg to stand on. Here it is again.
3: I work for Costco, and I'm asking this member to put on a mask because that is our company policy. So either wear the mask.
4: And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. So, you're gonna take this card from me. Sir,
3: have a great Full day. of stuff. You are no longer welcome here in our warehouse. You need to leave. Thank you very here, much. Here,
4: you put it on. I'll give you my card. He's gonna take the card away because he's a. There he is walking away with all my stuff. There he goes. Because I'm not a sheep.
1: Nice. You're an idiot. I mean, you're a sheep, an idiot. You may not be a sheep, but you're a moron. You don't walk into a private
2: company and do that. You don't go there. If you have a problem with it, go shop somewhere Exactly.
1: Else. I mean, I'm against the mask as much as this guy, but this guy is a – this is what's going on in our country. we got idiots preparing to, and debating idiots. I mean, this guy actually thinks he woke up in a free country that would force Costco not to wear masks. I mean, that's absurd. Costco thinks they're protecting themselves, so you don't have to go to Costco. This guy, you could tell by his language, he's not one of the brightest people in the room. And the guy that took the – got to see the video – the guy that took the card is a – He's kind of a goofy dude, and you're not welcome in our warehouse. So there.
5: Yeah, you yeah, don't have to say <laughs> that, but, yeah, you
1: know what I mean. That's right. So there. That's what it should have happened next. But take anyway. that. All right, your phone call's next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, ninety two point seven FM. Eight twenty. WNTW.
2: Chesterfield, you're on 92.7 FM and 8.20 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, happy Memorial Day weekend to you, gentlemen. Oh,
2: same to you, brother John.
5: Hey, a couple of things. Firstly, with Costco, you pay $100 a year to be a member there. It's not like you're going into Kroger or Fresh Market or something. You pay for the privilege of shopping there. OK, so I have a problem with it there, because, you know, if if you're a member, they should poll the members and see what they do say. And if a majority say, yeah, we like to see people wear masks, then you've got to go with that. But for the company to say, this is what we're doing, and if you don't like it, you know, I would be demanding my money back as a as, as a, uh, probably give it a it member. And probably, they should give it back. They
1: probably would give it back. Yeah. I'm not so sure they didn't poll the members. I don't know how it worked. I'm not a Costco uh, yeah, neither am I. So I don't know. I go them.
5: to I go I go to their competition. But you know, everything about this, they, they, they the the C D C and others keep moving the goalposts. It was flattened the curve, flatten the curve. Now they're talking about uh, a vaccine. Now number one, you don't get a vaccine for uh a virus. For viruses. Okay. We've been vaccinated I was vaccinated as a kid against Smallpox, whooping cough, the right. theory. I mean, and and those vaccines literally eradicated those diseases. They were cures. We're right. not going to have a cure for that. They're using the wrong word, and they've moved the goalpost. Saying, "Well, we got to have a vaccine." The vaccine. Look, look at. We have a vaccine for the flu, and it still kills sixty five thousand people a year in this country. Right.
1: It, really? You're, you're exactly right. Talk about. They have moved the goalposts because now they're saying it's not even. Uh, a big deal on surfaces. John, you're right. And what has happened is the people of America don't seem to notice this because they're watching CNN, MSNBC and all the rest of and, it. You know what I mean? And so, what I'm
5: afraid of, what I'm truly afraid of is it's the, the Uber left is coming up with these things, including our governor, the governor of New Jersey and so many others. They're trying to push the people. There's, st- they're trying to nudge them to a point of a breaking point, where something's going to go sideways, where they can declare martial law or try to.
1: Well, that and will be a battle that we will not, we do not want, and we do will a.
2: not lose. Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: All right, coming up, Northern thinks voting will kill you. And what would you do if you found a million dollars in the middle of the street? It happened. We'll share that with you next. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers.
2: I was wondering where my members. money went.
1: Not Very at all. Angry. Joe Biden says if you're black, you never vote Republican. It's obvious, isn't it? That should be fun. Ralph Northam thinks uh, you could die from voting. It will kill you unless we fix it. And it's Memorial Day.
2: Only if you're a Democrat will it kill you.
1: We'll celebrate Memorial Day together. But first, what if you found a million dollars? That is next. Virginia Citizens, American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers. My name's Scott Lee.
2: I am Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful Memorial Day Friday. It is really nice out there right now. It's a little warm, but it is warm. Beautiful day. Not yeah, warm. It's eighty degrees. That's that's warm. warm.
1: That's phenomenal. I'm a huge fan of the sun and uh, warm weather, and so does the coronavirus. The sun kills it, but you can't go to the beach and throw a frisbee. Thank you, Ralph Northam. Or
2: play tennis and wash your balls there at the court.
1: So we are uh, we're going to talk about Memorial Day coming up in the program because if you know anything about the Lee brothers, when we say Virginia citizens and American patriots, it it took a lot to get us to that point, and we want to make sure that we uh, we recognize the importance of this weekend. So stay tuned for that. But first, a Caroline County family discovered nearly one million dollars in cash after running over bags filled with bills this week. I heard it was 7
2: million. But uh, it was only 1. It's only 1. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah,
1: okay. so it's not a big deal. We can move on from the story. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, Emily Sanchez said she was driving her car when her family noticed a car in front of them swerving around an object that turned out to be a bag
3: of cash. I wonder how much. In the, the middle th- of
1: Broad Street, mind you, of no places.
2: The car in front of them would have swerved had they known it was a bag full of cash. I think I would have opened the door and tried to snag it as I went by.
1: So it begs the question, doesn't it? Now, everyone in the sound of my voice always said, if I had a million dollars, here's what I would do with it. If I could just find a million dollars. In fact, Richard has always said that you wanted to find a million dollars on the side of the road, and that's why you... yeah. I mean, you always thought you would, which is really interesting to me. Your whole life, you said, I'm going to find a million dollars on the side of the road. I was like, that's not possible. And it turns out that someone did. It is what you.
2: That's why I said it was mine. They didn't believe you, did they? Well, no. <laughs> In a word? No. In a word? No, they didn't believe me.
1: Here's, here's what's interesting to me about this story, and this is where I want your input. four five four thirteen sixty six. They find this money and they call the deputies to investigate. They give the money back. It apparently came from a bank.
2: Oh, obviously. Yeah. A million dollars doesn't come from someone's garage. Yes, it or does. Their it closet. could You not could have fallen very, not very. Richard. Is it possible?
1: No. Is it possible? No. It's not possible? Nope. It's <laughs> it's not possible nope. that somebody was
2: going to the bank. That money came from a bank. Okay. But but how did it get in the middle of the road?
1: They don't know. They cannot determine that. They haven't figured that out yet. They belong. Then how to, do
2: they know it's not mine?
1: They—they're uh, pretty sure because they investigated it carefully and realize it's not Richard Lee's money. So here's here's the uh, the thing that I, I I begin to think about. What if it were I? If I found a million dollars in the middle of Broad Street, what would I do with it? Now. They're you ten- go ten- first
2: of all get some grammar lessons. What if it were I? Where did that come from? Oh, I, what if it wrong? were me? <laughs> grammar lesson. It, it'd be me. <laughs> I mean, what if it were me? What if? What if now you got me all screwed up? What if it were mine? It is mine.
1: It's is it, Oh yes, it's is mine. Isn't possession a certain part of ownership? Isn't like if I pick up the money, it is now. That's
2: mine? that's an old wives' tale. At what point, you know, when you find possession something, is nine tenths of the law? That's ridiculous. No, possession is nine tenths of Richard Lee's money.
1: So, so there, when you find something, how do you take ownership of it? If you're you put
2: it in your trunk? No, no, you no. Make I'm, sure no I'm, one's I'm, looking. I'm, I'm and you I'm move because to Jamaica. Because people find things.
1: People find things all the time. You know. know. I remember I was at my boating at Smith Mountain Lake. Don't
2: find a million dollars no, all the
1: time. No, but that's not my point. I'm at Smith Mountain Lake on my boat. There's something floating, you pull over, it's a vest.
2: It's a body.
1: Okay, it's not a body. Oh, it's a, it's it's a, a life vest, it's something, it's a cooler. So you pick it up, you put it in your car or in your boat, and you think, whose is this? Now, when does it become, when do you take ownership
2: of it? And it's and interesting to me that- You can move to Jamaica with the cooler.
1: No, but you can with a million dollars, is that what you're saying?
2: Oh, 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 yeah, that's one, exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Would you return it? Um Let's move on, and I'll get back to you <laughs> with an answer on that. So would I return it? Of course I would. You would. I, I know would, you would. I would return it. I'd be gritting my teeth the whole time soon. We all would. Is there a reward for this? <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: I don't think they uh, got one. But for someone to be so honest and willing to give that million dollars back is an exceptional part of our country. That there are people really is. But I
2: think I'd call Bill Murphy, and we would haul freight to Jamaica. I think what would happen is we could broadcast live from Jamaica.
1: Would you? Would you thing. all be tempted to say they're not going to miss this handful that I pull out and stick over here in the in this drawer, and then go, "Hey, I found this money."
2: That's what I think. I, I mean, mean, I don't, they don't think obviously they obviously had piles and piles of it sitting around somewhere. Right.
1: Exactly. I think I I want to believe. And I'm pretty sure that I would return the money, although I have a tremendous amount of college that I'd like to pay down, and as I returned it, I would ask them, "Can I keep just this handful right here? Just this I promise you, I'm not going to buy a car with it. I just want this money right. These people are amazing. I wonder how many of you would keep it. No one had no one knew they found it. They didn't I'm, I don't think anyone saw them pick it up, even if they did would they even know what's in the bags. So the Caroline County. Family discovers nearly a million dollars in cash and turns it back in. That is amazing. She said she turned it back in because it's the right thing to do and it didn't belong to us. You know what? I don't know whose money this is. The bank obviously was transporting it, something happened, but somebody should give this family a reward for that.
2: I agree. They absolutely Wouldn't should. it be something if they called the sheriff's department and they came out and said, "These people are turning this in. We should run a background check on them and found out they had some stupid warrant out in the, from Nebraska or somewhere, and they get arrested."
1: What is wrong? I'm with sorry. I think, what is
2: wrong with you? I think along those lines. What, what, why? Why do you? That's think the way. The that's what would happen to me.
1: I think what would be cool is if you turn the money in, and then the sheriff. Or the police go through the investigation, find out that no one's claiming the money. They go back to the Carolina family and they go, Carolina County family, they go, hey, guess what? No one claimed it. It's yours.
2: They would go back to the family and say, guess what? No one claimed it except Richard Lee because he's got a standard claim nationwide for money like this. <laughs> That's a nationwide so claim. You just got
1: one out there somewhere at every police force in America. You I called in and go, "I lost I a bag say of it million right dollars." Right now,
2: that's actually you find weird. a million dollars <laughs> in the roadway, or I don't care where it is. That's <laughs> that's my money.
1: So you've called every police department. Go, I have lost a million dollars. No, in I money. just
2: made the statement just, on the air. Oh, just now? Yes, went oh, well, over that's the airwaves. It's, not it's my work. money. Not enough
1: people are listening.
2: Not it's near enough. My money. Congratulations, that
1: Carolina Carolina County. Caroline County, for the love of Pete family, thank you for being a, a great role model for the rest of us who barely have the courage to uh, to consider that. All right, coming up, Joe exactly. Biden. Joe Biden. This guy uh, was interviewed on a, I hate to say, a black show. What is a black show? I, we're going to figure that out in a second, too. And uh, it it won't disappoint you.
2: It's a show that Joe Biden's on, hosted by a... Black interviewer, that's what a black show is.
1: It is. That's not what yeah. a black show is. That's
2: what a black show is. Oh, okay, that's We're... what he calls it. I got it. All this right. is a black show. Four five four. And I'm on it. Thirteen
1: sixty six. Your phone calls next. I'm and Joe Biden. Joe Four five four. Thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers. Ninety two point seven FM. Eight twenty. Wntw.
0: The Lee Brothers, where family feuds are made Your public. Eight twenty. Wntw. Of school girl fantasy. She wants so badly, knows what she wants to be inside her, there's longing.
1: The Lee Brothers it's on this Memorial Day weekend live outside the Capitol at the studios of 8:20 a.m. and 92.7 FM. Joe Biden uh, was on, interviewed by a black radio host. I, I'm just so I, I can't get past that we have to divide ourselves like this. It can't just be a radio program, but it's a black radio host. He uh, he made some interesting comments, but so did the host. Here's the opening of the interview with Joe Biden. I found it interesting.
2: Um, I want to talk to you about mostly black stuff. But you know- okay,
1: what is mostly black stuff? I want to talk to you about mostly black stuff. You mean there's black issues and there's white issues? I've always asked this question. Can someone tell me... What a black issue is, isn't there, aren't there policies that are colorblind? Aren't policies affect all Americans? I still understand how that's the opening line. And here's a way to think about it. If someone opened up talking to Joe Biden and said, I want to talk to you about white issues, how would that go over? Not
3: very well. He continues.
2: Um, I want to talk to you about mostly black stuff, but you know, first of all, how are you? How's your family during this quarantine?
3: Thank God. Everybody's doing well. How about you and your family?
2: Man, we over here blessed, black, and highly favored, man.
3: Blessed,
1: black, black and highly, highly favored. favored. You know, we talk about how you view yourself. When you look in the mirror, do, do you see a white person? Or do you see a person? There are some people who look in the mirror, and the first thing they see is, I guess, identity politics. I am a gay man, you look in the mirror. I am a black man when I look in the mirror. And that's, everything surrounds that. Now I don't understand that. I always wanted a colorblind society or just look at people as people, but not even the radio host can get over this. I I I just don't I just don't understand. Anyway, it continues.
3: Man, we over here blessed black and highly favored, man. Well I tell you what, the black community's getting killed though. That is very, very true. That is very true.
2: Getting killed? What does that even mean? The black community is getting killed. I, I don't know. Um, Doesn't that interviewer sound like Denzel Washington? Just saying.
1: Don't don't uh,
2: didn't notice, but the um, the
1: Joe Biden to say the black community is getting killed. No one's killing the black community. I don't getting killed, man. They're getting Get killed, killed. Getting killed, man.
2: I need more black butt. But
1: Then there's now, Richard. You say that without the context of the thing he said. No one oh, knows. Yeah, that's true. No well, one knows that he said that one time. But anyway. Yeah, they do. Here's uh, some do. Here's Joe Biden uh, later in the show
3: talking about how Trump has killed people, or if they would have listened to him, they wouldn't have. They pointed out that if he had listened to me and others and acted just one week earlier to deal with this virus, there'd be thirty-six thousand fewer people dead, dead, mm. dead.
1: <laughs> Wait a second. How, what was that
3: again? I don't catch him. Dead. 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 That's like morbid. And you guys are wondering what are we, what's he doing? Come on, man. Get Come a life. On, man, get a life.
1: There's something wrong with that clip entirely. That really something seriously
2: clip. wrong with Biden. That's all saying. Man. Get a life.
1: Now he's saying if Trump would have acted a week earlier, there'd be less dead, dead, dead. I mean, he's trying to be dramatic. Is that what he's to doing deal with this
3: virus? There'd be 36,000 fewer people dead, dead, dead.
2: <laughs> I like the way he just so gradually raises it's it. A little louder. The inflection goes a little higher, a little, little louder. louder. A little more dead.
1: I mean, that's that's really the emphasis you want to make on the coronavirus Can thing. you do it? I don't know. Dead. Can. Dead. Mm. Dead. That's I think good. I can do it. Dead. Oh, the last one. Dead. 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 Yeah, that's good. Let me try to see if it met. Dead. 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 I'm better than than Biden. Much better. Of course you are. Far better. Of course you are. I mean, he was trying to make an impact here, right? He was trying to emphasize how many dead there would be. Not not like dead doesn't mean dead, but if you say it three times, it means a lot more. There would be
3: 36,000 fewer people dead. 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 Dead.
1: (laughs) That's ridiculous. Joe Biden trying to make a point. I guess if you repeat the word three times, it makes it even more compelling. At the end of the interview, he said something that was less compelling and just flat laughable and and, and insulting to to everybody, including the color of people's skin. If you are a a black American, this should insult you. And and it's like someone saying, because you're white, you do these things. That would be more or less a kind of a racist statement. If, If someone said, because you're black, you do certain things, it would kind of be a stereotypical
3: slash racist statement. Here's what Joe Biden said If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black.
1: If you have a problem figuring out if you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Then you. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? He said this just yesterday. If you have a problem, let's just play it again. If you have a
3: problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black.
1: That just went right by. No one said anything about it. No one challenged him on it. No one suggested that that might seem a bit uh, stereotypical, which is fine for the American left. How about the fact that this isn't even close to true? How about, is it Kanye West who has the biggest issue with this? Isn't he now a big Trump fan? Huge Trump fan. Last I looked, he was, if I have to look at color of someone's skin, he's a black man. I'm a Clarence Thomas, conservative. I wonder who he votes for. How about ben, um, ben Carson, who's in Trump's cabinet, who voted for Trump? He's a black man. Not any longer. Not any longer. You ain't Not black. Anymore. According, to Trump, according to Biden here, you, you ain't black. And you ain't black. I like that, too, by the way. The, the word ain't really makes the point. I'm a 73-year-old white guy and I probably haven't used the word ain't in a while, but it makes sense on this show. And you ain't black. You ain't black. Oh, okay. you're
3: all, all equally worthless.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, Brother Scott, you ain't black. You ain't black. And you ain't black. Now, if you could put that
1: together with dead, 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 might make an interesting clip for Joe Biden. Is this the, the American Left thinks this way. Imagine the audacity of a white guy for the democrat party coming out and said if you don't vote for me you're not even black there's no there's no outrage in the black community on that where's the where's the outrage to say you are not even a thinking human being you are a block of you are a block of voters you are you're a block you're you're a block of uh you're just a block of 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 irrelevant humans you don't even have a brain you're just if if you don't vote for democrats then then what are you now? And you ain't black. You ain't black. Thank you, Joe Biden. Unbelievable.
2: From New Kent, Virginia, joining us now is a gentleman who wants to talk about Mr. Biden.
4: Uh, uh,
3: uh, yes. Um, What's his name? How are you Hello. Doing? What's how your you name? Doing, um, This is Walter Winston. Oh, hey, Walter. How are you? Hey, I'm glad to have you all back. You know what? Um, Thank this you. This comment about... But you know, Democrats always follow the science. You know, so if I vote for Donald Trump, you know, I'm no longer black. You know, because that's the science. And then about this um lockdown, the idea that we don't have civil rights—I mean, you know not civil rights, um constitutional rights—that well, that fits in with the slave party. And you know, that's about all I want to say. Thank you. You all have a good day.
1: Thank you very much. What was that?
5: Thank you very much. You
2: too, Walter. Have a great Memorial Day. Four five four thirteen sixty
1: six. Thanks, Walter. Appreciate the comments. Your phone call's next. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW.
3: We're not going to take it. No, we going to take it. Oh, we're not going
0: to take it. Richmond's Conservative Compass. The Lee Brothers on eight twenty WNTW. And you ain't black. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up for
1: Oh, Biden, you're a train wreck. There's good news this week. I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Stanton, Virginia. Their um, their city council is reliably Democrat and has been for years, except Tuesday. The city voted overwhelmingly for Republicans. The GOP now won the four city uh, council seats out of um, out of four. Three of which belong to Democrat incumbents have now been uh, swept by Republicans. Kind of a good sign. Perhaps Ralph Northam has overstepped his boundaries just a bit. But he is the only doctor in the entire country for governor. We'll share that with you coming up in just a second about his his bragging about being the only doctor and making, by the way, the worst decisions of any governor in the country. I'd rather have uh, Florida's governor as my doctor, if that's what the the parameters are. The uh, city council of, of Stanton is now Republican, after they voted for Obama twice. That's a reliable Democratic stronghold, now Republican. What is that? Is that really... Kind of the canary in the coal mine, as some say. If it is, I, I certainly hope. And the uh, Democrats could be in trouble if that's the case. That's
2: the the way of the future for Virginia, maybe. I uh, really thank hope. you, Ralph. I hope so. Record and Ralph. you ain't black. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right, Record Ralph. That's right. I mean, I think it's good that the Democrat Party failed in Stanton. Dead. 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 All right, that's perfect, yeah. Dead. Did we mention dead? Did, did Biden mention it strong enough? The fact that people are dead because of Trump? I'm so convinced. I must not vote for Trump because he killed people, you see. All right, check us out, 927FM820AM.com. Check out our page. It's Memorial Day weekend, and it is a real tribute there. You'll appreciate it. Go to that website. Click on the Lee Brothers, 927FM820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. You get to see the fallen soldier and a phenomenal Reagan Memorial Day to remember. All that there. Coming up, Trump got the worst question I've ever heard from media. You won't believe it. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. just after 532, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia on this Memorial Day weekend. The Lee brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes
2: his far left.
1: Is Richard Lee. Uh, all right, 454-1366, 454-1366. Before we get into this, uh, the northern Trump spat, they kind of went at each other this week, and it was, it was kind of fun. I love when Trump mentions Virginia and what a worthless governor we have, and then Northern feels like he has to say something. Um, before we get there, though, you've got to hear this question. This is uh, Trump this week. This might be the stupidest question I've ever heard asked in a press conference. and Trump, Of course, Trump doesn't miss a beat on it. But listen, listen to the question here.
0: Mr. President, why haven't you announced a plan to get 36 million unemployed Americans back to work? Here?
1: <laughs> you believe that question? But, but, ma'am, have you looked at what's been going on the last eight weeks? Have you, are, you even, are you even alive? What do you mean, announce a plan to get 36 million, as if Trump is the one reason why there's not 36 million people working?
2: Ma'am, come here. Let me lick your hands. <laughs>
1: All right, listen to the question again. It's just preposterous, Mr.
2: President. Why haven't you announced a plan?
1: By the way, listen to her cynicism. Like, Mr. President, there are people who aren't working. What are you doing about it,
0: Mr. President? Why haven't you announced a plan to get 36 million unemployed Americans back to work? You're overseeing historic economic despair. What's oh, the delay?
3: Where's think- the plan? Oh my gosh, you
2: believe that? If I were Trump, I I think I would have said something like, "If I had to." authority, the power, whatever, the ability, I'd make it $36 in one. Yeah. Because you're about it. dumb as a fence post.
1: You believe this question? You think, you think Trump has a policy that actually, first of all, put him out of work, but now has a policy that puts him out of work? Yeah. It's called opening the country. You, and you're the ones in the mainstream media who want it closed and shut down, who are essentially putting people out of work. And you have the audacity? To ask the President United States what's your policy to get him back to work? I this is this is laughable. The media is a lapdog. They are pathetic. This is the worst question ever, and
3: Trump has none of it. I think we've announced a plan. We're opening up our country. Just a rude person you are. We're opening up our country.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I, uh, he's not done. I just wanted to stop and laugh at that for a second. What a rude person you are. You're rude. Not only you're rude, you're dumb. And that's a heck of a combination, to be dumb
3: and rude. Just a rude person you are. We're opening up our country. uh, We're opening it up very fast. And uh, when you see the numbers, I think uh, even you will be impressed, which is pretty hard to impress you. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Even you'll be impressed.
1: Unbelievable. You're a rude, dumb person. It is truly the stupidest question I've ever heard. That's it's anyway, then then Trump said at a uh, he had an agricultural meeting this week, brought a couple uh, Virginia farmers to the White House. Awesome. And talked about uh, what he's doing to help with the snap program, what he's doing to help feed people. And, uh, you know, Trump hates people, but he's faking it here for just the media to make it seem like he cares about people. So he he brings in this uh, couple farmers from Virginia and um and he says this.
3: I'll be there. We're gonna we're going after Virginia with your crazy governor, we're going after Virginia. <laughs> they want to take your Second Amendment away. You know that, right? You'll have nobody guarding your potatoes.
1: <laughs> How fun is that?
3: Nobody guarding your
2: potatoes. How
1: fun is that? I, I love it. I love Trump's well, that's uh, funny your crazy governor.
3: It is funny. We're gonna we're going after Virginia with your crazy governor, we're going <laughs> Of
1: course Northam. I can't sit quietly and let him say that?
2: Sure you can, because you have no intelligent response. So Northam finds the
1: nearest uh, Twitter account and types this up. I grew up on a Virginia farm, Mr. President. Our potatoes are fine. It was a joke. Do you really think he was worried about your potatoes? It's a worse response. Then he goes on to say, and as the only medical doctor among the nation's governors, I suggest you stop taking hydrochloroquine let's all get back to work actually you don't think he's got a doctor who's better than you ralph northam he's a president of the united states you don't think he's surrounded by doctors how do you know hydrochloroquine by the way you just love saying it so that you can make it like it's a bad thing the president of the united states is taking it at the advice of his doctors you don't think he's got a doctor and you can brag about being the only doctor in the entire country as governor who knows you shouldn't take it? And what's this? Let's all get back to work.
2: You don't want people back to work. You're the one shutting it down. Exactly. Okay, let's let's all get yeah, back to go, work. Yeah, let's go, baby.
1: Let's get back to work. Ralphie, baby, come on. Come on,
2: let's go if you're ready let's for that. Let's do it.
1: Then Ralph Northern. not
2: ready for it.
1: Ralph Northam
2: and. Uh, he wants to hold everybody back from working till after the election this fall.
1: Right. That will help him. Ralph Northam will and, help his party. Ralph Northam and Mark Herring are all about this new mail-in ballot. They they love the mail-in ballot because it can be, it can be fraudulent. You don't know who's who actually took the vote. You don't know anything through mail-in ballots. It's it's a it's a very risky proposal, and that's one reason why the Democrats love it. You don't have the ability to check ID. You don't have the ability to verify uh, who put pressure on who to vote. You don't you don't have anything like that. You, you go to the voting place. No one's in there with you. You vote on your own. It's completely secret. Mail-in ballots is uh, is a con foisted upon mankind. It's actually a fraud. <laughs> and then there's a group that um, Mark Herring is all in favor of. Absentee voting, we talked about this a week or so ago, where you don't have to have a witness. Yeah, right. you, you can't have a witness. You might you get sick. You don't have to
2: have an ID either.
1: So a group of voters is suing the Virginia election officials over loosening the restrictions on the ballot. And Ralph Northam says this is preposterous. And and Mark Herring thinks the same way. The group, of course, that is suing against the loosened restrictions are just evil voter suppressors. How dare they? How dare they? They don't don't want you to vote. They don't want you to vote. Listen to PBS. Uh, This is PBS's, I forget her name. Um, Oh, it's um, PBS NewsHour with Judy Woodruff. Judy Woodruff actually says that they want to suppress votes. Here's her question of Ralph Northam.
0: Uh, he said uh, in so many... And she's
1: referring to Trump here as she's telling the story.
0: Uh, he said uh, in so many words it's illegal. He said it's going to lead to total election fraud. What do you say to that? And and do you see this as an effort to, to uh, discourage voting in November on the part of Democrats?
1: To discourage voting? So Trump doesn't want mail-in voting because he wants to discourage voting. Do you see it as that? Judy Woodworth, you are worthless. It's not. Because you were against mail-in ballots doesn't mean we're trying to discourage people from voting.
2: Now the If there were, and there will be voter fraud under these new rules, it will be on a party opposite of Trump's party that will be doing this. Right. Of course it will. Period. I mean, it... Every election for a while now, that's who has been how, sh- how you say cheating. But remember in the election. But remember, it's dead people are voting. You can't right. go vote because you'll die. Here's that's right, and that's you know that's that's one good thing for when you do <laughs> die, you can continue to vote. That's a freedom you, you just have. Just don't get to pick who you are voting for, Ralph you know, Northam. When you have voting precincts in Ohio. Last election that voted 100% for, for Obama.
1: Not last election.
2: He went on uh, the bell. Not, not last election. Well, for Hillary, yeah. 100%. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive <laughs> when you have more people voting than live there.
1: That's impressive.
2: The dead people are So, look, there's voting. Voter, there's They're voting. Fraud. They're simply voting. They're vo- there's voter fraud. Ralph
1: Northam, Herring wanted easier. And then was asked, Northam said, wait a minute, if we let them vote in
3: November, they'll die. Listen to his answer. Well, Judy, nobody should have to choose between their health and, and casting a, a ballot. And-
1: oh, well, then I'm, oh, of course not. Then by all means, nobody should. The point is, that's a straw man, it
3: doesn't
2: exist. What it should say is no one should have to, you know, choose between being alive or casting a ballot. He finishes. Simple as that. Oh, eh? he goes on.
1: He goes on to say that. But initially it's like you can't let people get sick voting. That's not the choice. You can vote it's and not like get sick.
2: Sick voting. It's coming out of the grave and voting out you know, and voting. So Ralph goes Bad on. Dead people.
1: Ralph vote. goes on to say that voting will kill people.
2: And this is not the time to play politics and but we need to make sure that we can uh, allow individuals to cast their ballot and that they can do it safely. So, you know, we don't know what this virus is going to do over the next weeks to months, but certainly. Um, if in November Listen the up. virus is still out there and people are putting their be. lives at risk, poll workers risk? are putting their lives at risk. Then we need to find another means of voting to make sure that everybody's voice is heard um, and that we can elect a president uh, in November. Everybody's voice is heard, dead or alive. And they're at risk if they come
1: vote. They might die if they come vote. Ah, well then, if that's the case, then by all means, we should have email voting. Tons of email voting. Just email. Go to Facebook and vote. Really? I mean, unbelievable. All right, coming up... Sounds great. uh, It is Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we're going to pay tribute to those who have made us free. That is next. 454-1366, Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW.
4: Sometime back I received in the name of our country the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really, we can't be, because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. So when a serviceman dies, it's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hole, and all we can do is remember. It is, in a way an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country in defense of us in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us.
1: There are a few holidays that mean more to the Lee brothers uh, than this one. And this is a purely American quintessential holiday. This is red, white, and blue. This is uh, wave the flag. This is a time to look and see how is it that in such a short time this country has become the most amazing place on the planet and it wasn't because somebody you know started Walmart although it's a nice little place to go from time to time the reason we have what we have today is directly related to those who fought for that it's not because someone was special enough in New York Times to write a cool op-ed piece it's not Even diversity that made us great. It's freedom. It's freedom and liberty that made this country great. But that doesn't come free. The reason we have freedom and liberty is because there are people who died and sacrificed for it. The reason we have freedom and liberty is because on December 25th, Christmas Day, 1776, 2,500 men literally left a trail of blood in the snow to cross an icy river to win the Battle of Trenton. We started, by the way, with 20,000 troops. Most of them died. Valley Forge, smallpox, and the Siege of Boston. Without men who would give the ultimate sacrifice, we wouldn't even be here. Today, we complain when our Internet doesn't work. There are men who had no shoes fighting a battle for our country. There are men who in rice paddies in Vietnam who went through hell so that we can complain when our air conditioner goes out on July 4th. It's a perspective that matters. It's gracious that matters. It's being grateful For the men who did amazing things on December 7th, 1941. Who are still in the ship that rests at the bottom of Pearl Harbor. There is something about this weekend that should invoke amazing passion and feelings unlike any other. If you don't have that this holiday weekend or any Memorial Day for that matter, you gotta check yourself. Check yourself about what you complain about. Driving to the beach—it's so trafficy. I can't stand the traffic. There were 17-year-old kids who went and fought for your freedom. And Reagan said it perfectly there. These are interesting times that we live in. The coronavirus lost 80,000 Americans to this. We're in lockdowns. Maybe this will be the Memorial Day that we look and think, "Wow." It really is unbelievable that we live in a country like this. So find something to do on Monday other than the barbecue pit. You can actually watch a, a virtual live stream of the Virginia War Memorial. Do that. Where you celebrate the Revolutionary War up to the global war on terrorism on our own Virginia War Memorial. You know, there was good news this week. A hundred-year-old World War II veteran in Henrico, has won his battle against COVID-19. He was discharged this week. That's something to celebrate. Our greatest generation is still fighting, and this gentleman won. On this Memorial Day, do, do take a pause and be grateful for where we've come because of men who gave the ultimate sacrifice.
4: The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero i spoke of earlier their lives ended in places called Wood, the argonne omaha beach salerno and halfway around the world on guadalcanal tarawa porkchop hill Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans.
1: Make this weekend count. The Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW.
4: Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out
0: into
1: the world. It's closing time here, but the Commonwealth is open, baby. Closing time. Well, to some level. You still Turn can't throw a Frisbee on the beach the this weekend. Thank you, Ralph Northam. Or Northern. wash your tennis balls. Thank you, Ralph Northern. No Frisbee, no football on the beach. You're you're just what He's a, just a great American. He reminds me of the uh, Burger Meister Meister Burger. No toys. <laughs> no toys. No toys. <laughs> Oh, the reason that's funny is because everyone knows what it means. All right, hey, check us uh, check us out ninety two seven FM eight twenty AM dot com. There's the uh, the the Reagan tribute that you just heard and the fallen soldier. The video is unbelievable. Check it out ninety two seven FM eight twenty AM dot com. You click on the Lee brothers to get there. Then you have the fallen soldier video. It's about four minutes long. Four minutes. Come on, prop it up on your phone and watch it. I, I think you'll be amazed. Uh, about it, and its content is outstanding. Share it with as many people as you like in this new virtual world that we live in. Speaking of virtual world, the 2020 Commonwealth Memorial Day Ceremony uh, is an annual event. It's at the Virginia War Memorial uh, on Monday. This is, uh, this is outstanding. You're going to like it because you can see it wherever you are. For the first time ever, it's total virtual live streamed. Starts at 10 a.m. on Monday, only runs at 10.30 Surely you could take 30 minutes on this Memorial Day weekend.
2: Thanks for joining us, and have a safe holiday weekend. Be careful out there, and we'll see you next Friday right here. And Saturday. On, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to get there. Monday, Monday night. Monday night at 7 o'clock, Fox News Memorial Day special here.
1: On 92.7 FM and 820. AM. Very nice. Good tip. Helpful bit of information and tip from the uh, uh, official program director and uh responsible for the everything. Everything everything you hear, in fact, comes from him. The big cheese. He wants
2: that kind of the top dog. He wants that kind of a powha. He is the man. <laughs> That's right. He can feel the power. We'll see you uh next Friday right here on ninety two point seven FM and eight twenty AM and also tomorrow morning from eight to ten we will be replaying this show. So please join us there. Have a safe weekend and we'll see you next week.
4: My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so... I, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.